0: Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. I'm looking for some kind of device that I could speak into (laughs) and somehow like pipe a message to you so that you uh, could know my question and maybe answer my question. Yes. Where where would
1: I? I I know exactly what you're looking for. Let me stop you there. Pipe speak. Pipe speak. You need a pipe speak. Pipe that you speak into. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music, advice, inspiration coming to you remotely once again. I know,
0: man. We do these remote sessions occasionally because uh, one or both of us are traveling. Yes. And this time it's a pretty cool scenario because you've just finished up a week at the Village Vanguard, correct?
1: Yes. We finished last night uh, with Christian McBride. and Inside Straight was our last night. Big shout out to all the folks in NYC and from quite far they came to the gigs and came and said hello a lot of uh, open studio members were in the house and christian and the band it was it was a wonderful wonderful week and big shout out to the village vanguard and the staff there and everything that they've done kind of surviving being shut down so long but they're rolling again and super inspired to to be there
0: well, so this this is going to bring us right into our first voice message. So today is Speak Pipe Wednesday, in case yes. you didn't know, everybody. This oh, is, so it's not Pipe we take, Speak.
1: Is that what you're saying? Nobody. Okay. No, sorry. you got it totally wrong. It's So close. So close.
0: Pipe speak pipe, pipe Wednesday. And this is where we take questions from our listeners. Uh, we have a service. If you go to a uh, service, like car service, <laughs> if you go, if you go Dial to a uh, Tel Aviv car service,
1: it's yeah. 1985, New York City.
0: Yeah. Uh, If you go to you'llhearit.com, you can leave us a voice message, also known as a speak pipe. And so coincidentally, we have a speak pipe today from Yoni, who is at one of your shows and has a question about a particular solo that you played. And I think it's actually a pretty good question. So let's listen to Yoni's question for Peter from his show at at the Village Vanguard.
2: Hey, Peter and Adam. This is Yoni from New York. Uh, Peter, I saw you play at the Village Vanguard last night with Christian McBride's band. Fantastic show. Uh, But I was wondering if you could talk about one moment in particular. There was a, a solo you had in the first set, a tune called Gang Gang, I think. And you just kind of seemed to hit another level. It was incredible. The audience was wowed. It kind of felt like even you and the band knew that there was something special happening. And, uh, you know, if I'm not reading too much into it, I was hoping you could you could talk about what that's like as a performer. You know, the difference between maybe uh, just like a a competent or even a very good solo and one where you you reach something uh, a bit more special. And, you know, what that's like, uh, how you reach for that, whether you know it in the moment, Uh, any any thoughts on on that experience from uh, from a performer at that level? Uh, really appreciate the show. Thanks a lot, guys. Keep up the great work. Ciao.
0: Well, that's a great question, Yoni. And do you remember this particular solo that Yoni's talking about, Peter?
1: Well, no, cause I don't know when he, when he left the speak pipe, but, um, it's actually okay. Cause I've been thinking about this. It, it is a great question. I've been kind of thinking about this issue anyway. And we played that. I'd have to even kind of reconstruct which nights we, we played that tune a lot, maybe even every night, but not always in the first set. Um, But maybe it doesn't really matter because, you know, one thing about um, that general, you know, concept of like, how do you kind of go next level on something? How do you hit? I mean, we're always trying to put together a cohesive and interesting story in our solos. I think that's. That remains the goal. It's not like, okay, we'll, we're, we're just going to phone it in and every once in a while, inspiration's going to hit us. I mean, no, we're always going for that. But I, I do think I understand what Yoni means in terms of that tune is very... It's kind of an epic tune that Warren Wolf, Wolf wrote. It's a great composition, but it's a, it's a it's a long form. It's got a lot of kind of built-in drama with the harmonic movement of it. It's almost like this big classical piece, but then it's got this great 12-8 like, Afro-Cuban groove underneath it um so it's it's a big piece and it has it's a big form and it's got a lot of opportunity and space to really do something with if you so desire and it in in a way it kind of in a good way it kind of forces you into doing something big you know it's like if you're in a in a big epic movie that spans 200 years or or like Star Wars or something you know i guess you have to um I don't know, Adam. What's what's your acting career like? Have, have you done much acting? Could you speak on that?
0: <laughs> I've done a little bit of amateur theater. Oh, <laughs> amateur summer theater,
1: not. perhaps. Yeah, summer in stock. the
0: Berkshires. No, I, I haven't. <laughs> it's you know what? It's a fantasy of mine someday to act, but uh, I've never actually done it. No.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. So I mean, we you know so good. We're we're both totally ignorant of this, but it's like I imagine if you're acting in an epic movie or something, you have to you know. You have to move in a certain way and talk in a certain way and a, approach the role. And so I think that tune, Gang Gang, um, and if you guys are interested in this, we we actually have a version we'll link to in the show notes for this episode um, from Live at the Village Vanguard, from the new record. It's not from a couple of nights ago, of course, but it's from a few years ago. But it's, uh, actually, I haven't heard it, but I would imagine, <laughs> hopefully I hit something good on that one. Uh, but the idea is like, you have to, the way I approach it is like you have to be open to being able to really be present and, you know, able to in the moment kind of rise to the occasion of these kind of bigger tunes. And um, and that one all week when we were doing it was just two solos. Warren would solo first and then I would solo second. Steve Wilson, uh, the great saxophonist, it's very rare that he doesn't solo on a tune and he, he doesn't on that one. I don't even remember why. So there's a little bit of pressure having to play after Warren because he kills it every time. It's his tune. It's like tailor-made for him. He's just like a maniac on the vibes, and he builds it up. And I mean, the the crowd is just, so excited and just just it's just like ecstasy at the end of his solo and adam i i don't know if you i'm sure you've been in this position before it's very exciting to like be accompanying somebody and the crowd goes wild at the end of their solo but then it kind of dies down and then everyone's looking at you and it's like all right what you gonna do you know and it's like you're either yeah, gonna yeah. go hide under a rock or you can't really recruit you can't try to recreate what just happened because there's no way you're gonna oh, be oh yeah to you're gonna to die that. yeah
0: You're going to die if you try to be like, okay, I'll just do what Warren
1: did. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. So, uh, but I've done it enough where I'm kind of prepared for that. So it doesn't throw me off that he's going to play like a great solo. So that's the first thing. I I really try to take inspiration from what he's doing. And I look at that, I kind of turn that upside down. It's like, whereas before, when I was younger, I would be like, oh, it's, how do you learn how to play after somebody that's so great that you don't even have the confidence that you can get to their level? So it's going to be a letdown to the audience. So I try to turn that around would, and and say um, like how can how can you use the inspiration? What well, isn't it great that you have this fantastic solo? That's like giving me a head start, actually.
0: Yeah, and and I, I love that you mentioned uh, presence and that it's a it's a matter of presence because I really think that that is the key to this yoni is like. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm I'm not doing this on the same level that Peter can do this on. But I, I have this. We all, every musician who improvises and, and does it regularly goes through the same thing of like, well, why are some solos feel like epic and effortless and others? It's like, yes, everything at a certain level, everything is is great. You know, it's yeah. all good. But like there are always some that are more special than others. And then Yoni, I would just like, you know, your question set up like the whole night was great, but this one solo really stood out. Like, I think that's the presence of, of realizing like you need to be with whatever is in the moment. And sometimes it's not as epic the moment as it is at other times. Like sometimes you can't like force some kind of incredible transcendent experience on every single tune, on every single solo, because then none of them are <laughs> transcendent or, Or epic, it's all it just becomes this like everything has its place in a set and in an evening and on an album or even in a tune with the flow. And so naturally I think in the set, like you're gonna be sort of keyed in on different things. The band is gonna come together in you know, in sync in different ways, and it can just naturally can't happen at every like in the same way, at every single moment. Like, and that is actually Synchronicity—that That is actually being present when you accept the fact that some things are just they just have a slower tempo or a, a, a less intense vibe. And you just go with that because that's what's there in the moment in your in your playing with the band. And that creates for great evenings that that creates for great solos uh, that are honest. And then that creates for like epic, like, you know, really elevated solos that can happen in the same space because there's space for them. And because yeah. it's like, you just haven't been trying to burn the house down all night when, and where you're just like taking huge haymaker swings at everything missing 90%. And then the vibe gets all messed up from that. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, if you could like, I think of, you know, I think of for this, um, the, some of the greatest concerts I've ever seen, Wayne Shorter. Mm. And Wayne rarely is like just over the top, everything out all the time, right? He's so, he could be, especially in later in his later age here, he's so understated and beautiful, but he just lets it unfold the way it's meant to unfold. And then you just never forget those moments. I there's I have there's so many countless unforgettable moments in the Wayne shorter shows that I've seen because mm. he just allows for whatever happened, whatever's gonna happen in the night happen. And then when it does get elevated, right? When the energy lifts above our expectations and the pot boils over, it's so much more memorable than, uh, you know, like a young cat who's just always pushing. I'm just uh, like hanging on white knuckled or whatever, which is fun too, but it's not the same vibe. So I think, you know, what Yoni experienced there was, was Peter, you being in the moment, like playing everything that was coming at you. And when that finally apex of the evening was happening, you just got to grab it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think too, um, you know, this idea of like, it's almost like, you know, you have a certain amount of chips at the beginning of the set and you don't want to throw all your chips out there too early because it's not to say that you can't hit that that ultimate apex on every tune, but you almost don't need to or want to because then it takes away from that big moment. But the the biggest challenge we're playing with this group is it's so loose and like Christian is making decisions on the fly about like what we're gonna play next. And like, he's really good at feeling the room. And like, so we don't have set lists. you know, the most we'll get is like right as we're walking up to the stage, he'll be like, let's start with this. And sometimes he'll give us the first two tunes. And so that helps a little bit, but basically it's like, you have to plan out the flow of the set as you go on like the micro level in terms of how you control the solo on each tune, but also on the macro level within the other solos and even more macro in terms of the whole set to give it a cohesive kind of feel. And so it's like if you hit that ultimate level on the tune before Gang Gang, and then you hit it again, it almost takes away from it a little bit. So. And it's not necessarily a matter of like holding back or playing bad so that you sound better. I mean, you, you got to sound good all the time or, or try to hit that. But you do want to kind of control the energy level. I think that's what it is. And, you know... Well, be- and
0: if you're if you're present and you're listening to what's going on and you're feeling the vibe of the room, you, you don't really have to do much. If it happens, it happens. You right. Know? And when it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, then you just need to be in that energy level with what's there, you know, being present and in the moment and playing your best and, and doing what, you know what is required of that of that moment, you know, with with the chemistry that's
1: in the room and that way
0: there's like a natural thing. You don't have to, you don't have to plan anything. It just kind of happens
1: if you're present. Right. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And yeah. And that's why this kind of stuff, it's more of like a, post-game post-gig analysis in reality as opposed to thinking about these things because if at the beginning of that solo as the wild applause for warren is dying down and you're about to play the piano solo if you're thinking about these issues at that point that you're gonna oh my god that's, that's gonna scared. be tough you we talk about getting inside yeah. of your head you're all open there but what i do try to listen to it actually on that tune because of how the chords are and the bass line and stuff the beginning, there's like a lot of space. The groove is going, but it's just sitting over D minor for quite some time. So what I do is like, I take a big breath, a a big deep breath as Warren's finished his solo. And it's like the beginning, I don't jump right into something, um, partly because people are clapping so damn loud, they wouldn't hear it anyway, you know? But it's kind of just the natural flow of what that tune is. And so I take a breath, but then I'm very, I try to be very present and listen to some kind of, good idea at the beginning and that's I, I can't tell you where that comes from it just sort of happens and hopefully it works but i do feel the pressure of those kinds of tunes to start out um with just something that works really well it doesn't have to be and in fact it, it usually is not anything like super over the top because it's starting out something it's but it's something simple it's definitely something like right within the groove it's something like inviting to the listener and to me i, I don't even know if i'm describing it great but it's basically just it's important that first impression. So like, I, I definitely yeah. take my time on it and, and, it's, and it's, it really lends itself to that. And so, and I, I think it also gives me probably subconsciously the confidence if I start out, right? I'm like, okay, this is that now, it's sort of like you're, you, you come somewhere and, and you're like, oh my God, how am I gonna clean up this messy house? And you're just looking at it, you're looking at it. And then all of a sudden you make that first thing and everything starts to become a little bitty. Okay, I made a choice. My first choice to clean up this room was good. And then things start to fall into place.
0: It's also you know you could equivalent... let's go back to the theater oh, analogy yes. here, but you could you could equivelate a, 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 it, Equivate it, <laughs> excavate.
1: Could... We excavated the summer theater. Adam, remember when we brought our shovels, oh, my okay. dear fine sir? We're, we're so
0: undereducated; it's <laughs> pathetic. But uh, public school. Hey, we're could...
1: both the, we're both the products of, of Missouri public schools, so it's not our fault. That's right, that's <laughs> right.
0: No, I think you could liken it to like you know if you if you were to do theater in a like. A, in a in a a public space right if you were to go into a park and you were to do shakespeare in a park right like you would want to incorporate things that are already there things that are already hanging in the environment with you uh, because you'd be silly not to it's different than if it were in a black box and you just started from scratch or whatever. And it's kind of the same thing, what you're talking about. Like you don't have to force an idea, use what's already hanging in the room, right? Use the energy, use the vibe that's already there. Yeah. Just like if you were to do, you know, Shakespeare in the park or whatever, and the the park is part of the set, like the room is part of the set, The, the the music that's already being played or has been
1: played is part of the vibe in the air. Use it. Absolutely. And I think that that's, that goes along with too, like I'm in there in the Vanguard and it's like packed and like, you know, you can just feel that these are like, you know, really great music fans, but possibly harsh judge judging music fans because they are very knowledgeable. And it's like New York, everybody's an expert. Like everybody's heard, you know, nobody's impressed by just you showing up and playing a bunch of notes. And so, but I try to, I try to turn that upside down too. and be like, you know, instead of like, oh, my God, these they're right up on top of me and they're going to hear any mistakes. I use it more as like, oh, they're right up on top of us. But, wow, what what's so great to be able to get that energy from. Because, you know, how, like the yeah. audience, when it's a really good audience and they know how to respond, it gives you more energy. It's not like they're, totally. those kind of audiences where they're sitting on their hands and they don't know when to clap and they don't know how to, re- you know, a less experienced audience. So I think that the advantage to having like a really hardcore Energetic audience that will that will give you energy is that you have it right there. So it's like take advantage of that.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Um, thank you so much, Yoni. Great question, and yes. glad you enjoyed those those Vanguard shows, Peter. We've gotten so much great feedback here. A lot of Open Studio members came and, and checked you out. Absolutely, it was uh, so fun meeting yep. meeting
1: folks. Some of which you know um, I knew online only, so to be able to put a face with uh, with the name and the and the person was super exciting
0: thanks everybody we'll be back on friday for first take friday we're going to be listening to some gerald clayton on celia is that something that would interest me yes i don't have the button man we're we're remote we're remote remote. that's
1: right (laughs) you'll hear it